0: minus three is presented for the people by caesar sportsbook you bet you get with caesar's rewards must be 21 or older minus three with dave damasheff hi and hello sports fans welcome to a brand new episode and a special one of minus three presented as ever by omaha we have matt verdoram from sports illustrated fresh off a trip up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, now back in Chicago, Illinois, right there in the heart of NFC North Country. We're going to dig in on the NFC for you today. We're on the cusp of summertime. And if you're like me, if you grew up in a certain era, summertime meant going to the beach for a week with your family. And when you weren't Actually, in the ocean, you were sitting on the beach going through whether it was the Sports Illustrated NFL preview or the Athons or the Street and Smiths, whichever it was, or all three. In my case, you were obsessed and steeped in football knowledge by the end of that vacation. We're going to do that audio style with Matt Verderam, Eddie Spaghetti's there behind the glass. And like I say, today we're going to do the NFC, and next Tuesday, we will do the AFC, and we'll chop up all the teams for you, give you their over-under win totals for the year. And uh, before we get to verderam I do have to alert you, Spaghetti. In agreeing to do this, verderam did say, the New Jersey Devils fan that he is, you're going to leave me a little bit of time to get into Spaghetti, right, about what, the, what my devs did to his rags. So I do have to allow for that. I hope you're cool with it.
1: He deserves it. They won the series. Um, Again, I can't say it's enough. I am just uh, super disappointed with my Rangers. I'm not angry at the Devils. The Rangers apparently had, what, two players who showed up, uh, one being Igor Shostak and one other one being Chris Kreider. Uh, Everyone else kind of forgot they had a playoff series. So disappointed with them. No ill will towards the Devils. They deserve to win that series.
0: All right. Well, uh, let's get to it. We're tracking towards two finals here. The NHL just about set. And so, too, is the NBA finals. Some hash to be settled there. So in the meantime, let's turn the page spiritually and literally here and talk some NFL football. Get you right. So you sound smart all through the summer long with our guy,
2: Matt Verderham. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But ah, before you answer, Two words, Caesars Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I. Iowa call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY.
3: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: All right, here he is, everybody. One of our favorite discoveries of the past football season. A new pal of ours, hopefully of yours here on Minus 3, and of course anyone Turning the pages digitally or otherwise on Sports Illustrated is surely thrilled to see his byline. It's our guy, Matt Verderam. What's happening, pal? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Why? We haven't uh, spoken publicly since the big news of Sports Illustrated. What a thrill for any sports fan of any age, I would imagine, right? I mean, that's uh sort of the gold. When I was growing up, running on Thursdays and Wednesday, when I get home from school, getting that Sports Illustrated, seeing who was on the cover, and all of that—that yeah. that was where it was at.
4: No, for sure. I probably have a couple hundred Sports Illustrateds in my office. I've got the first one uh, that they ever had with Eddie Matthews in the cover. So, hmm. um, I'm glad they made the mistake of hiring me, and uh, I look forward to trying to fool them for as long as possible. But it's been it's been a blast. I can't complain. Well, here we are. You're just back from a trip up to Green Bay, which
0: will be the home of next year's draft. What's going on already? I'm sorry to be a homer on this one, but what are, they, what are we waiting for with Pittsburgh already? They haven't done enough for pro football. They don't need to get a draft. Obviously, we're never getting a Super Bowl over there, but I think the draft would be a nice uh, little bit of compensation. Either way, let's not talk about that. We're going to go two parts here. Today, let's dig through the NFC here and see what Verderom. as I said at the top. Again, you and Eddie Spaghetti and probably a lot of the listeners didn't have the same experience I had in summertime, which was – you would go, we, we, we'd go over to the beach, we'd go to Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, I would get before we would leave in anticipation of the trip, we would get those Street and Smiths and the Athlon oh, yeah. magazines, and oh, oh, yeah. I would just sit on the beach. If I wasn't frolicking in the sea, I was sitting there in the sand looking at, oh, UNC is going to have a good team this year, 23rd, says uh, Street and Smiths. I live by it. Let's do that with pro football right now,
4: shall we? We shall. And by the way, I grew up a similar way. I, I go, I will, well, let me see. I went up to Connecticut every year as a kid, Family is a small cottage up there. And now we're actually going again every year now in the last couple of years my daughter. And so I would always go and get street and Smith or Athlon. And this year, this is, I'm going to actually have a piece in Athlon because SI owns SI and Athlon are owned by the same parent company. Ah. And so they asked me to do a feature in it and I was honored. So that is, uh, I'm pretty excited about that because like, you know, I, I always bought those magazines there was no TV in that cottage there's no Wi-Fi it still isn't and so I would sit there and read that thing cover to cover um oh so yeah absolutely. I was so steeped
0: in. in it people say why are you such a nerd why do you know so much about what happened in the 80s and 90s in college and profile because of that I was I was yes. memorizing that on the beach instead of reading my assigned novels that uh, middle school assigned no me. Time for to that. Take care of. hey well you know what we do have time for very quickly I wait we, we got to get into it But you also asked when I hit you up a couple of days ago and said, are you free? You said, we also need a little bit of time so I can talk to Eddie Spaghetti about what happened in the NHL playoffs this year. (laughs) The floor is yours.
4: It had to happen. Look, you know what? Now I will say this: I respect Eddie because Eddie's an actual Rangers fan, and not one of these people who can name like three players and grabs like a knockoff jersey, at models, and just starts raise your roots aligning. Yeah. Eddie Mio, I love. I mean, I love the, I mean uh, uh, there's Odell's nothing reference. worse. I went to college with a bunch of guys who, like, they, they couldn't name ten players together historically. Um, I'm not gonna lie, man. the, the first two games of that series, I, I thought, I thought it might be a chore for the Devils just to get it back to, uh, to the Prudential Center. But they came through. I was nervous about Game seven. Sisterkin scares the hell out of me. Still does. I still feel like they're going to lose a game because of sterkin hmm. But uh, I was very happy that they pulled through. I know we had talked about it earlier throughout the uh, the course of the season about they might see each other, and they did. The Devils End, of course, went out and got absolutely destroyed by Carolina. So, Eddie, that probably made you feel a little bit better at that showing. But I, I was a happy man. I'd be lying if I said I was yeah, sure. the future is bright for you. Go ahead, Spaghetti, if
0: you have a record.
1: <clears throat> I'm not even mad, like, at the Devils or Mad or any Devils support. It's just, to me, I look at that series and I just go, the Rangers, you had 2-0, you had their the, your foot or skate on their throats, and, and they just didn't play playoff hockey. They're not playing the way we saw the Kraken play. They're not playing the way we saw the Panthers play. Like, they are just they played very days ago. I think the Rangers beat themselves. Um, and look, the Devils were a nightmare matchup for the Rangers. I would have loved to have the the injured, banged up Carolina Hurricanes in the first round. I also thought that the Devils getting the Islanders would have been a, a worse matchup for them. Devils got the better matchup. Obviously, they, they played the Rangers really oh, well in the regular season. So, I mean, it was just bad for the Rangers. But like, you know, they they had the veterans uh, there. They had the guys who have been in the playoff experience. They have the goalie. Um, I mean, they made the Devils switch goalies and they cannot just capitalize on it. So I'm just really more frustrated with how poorly the Rangers played and obviously result in their coach getting fired. And yeah, I mean, the Devils have a a really bright future. My only question for Matt would just be, you know, the Devils are such a high flying like Oilers kind of of the East, like on the rush. do you want to see in the offseason or just more changes to have more of an uh, offensive zone presence instead of just on the rush constantly?
4: Yeah, yeah, they got they got to add a little bit of sandpaper to use the term, right? I mean, I I, I lo- like Meyer didn't score a ton, but he was really mm-hmm. effective. Mm-hmm. You know, like Clearly, now you're not yeah. going to find too many power forwards to score 40 goals. I get that. But they need to find even a guy like Eric Haller, right? Like a guy, I don't care. The Devils have enough guys who can score 40 goals, 30 goals. The Devils need guys who can score 20 goals, have 45 points, but can win in the corner, that can win puck battles along the wall. Like that. that's what killed them against Carolina. I mean, Carolina just destroyed them on the wall. And look, you know as well as I do. You do that enough. You're gonna get some odd man rushes occasionally. You just are. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna you're gonna come out of a of a of a scrum and all of a sudden it's three on two. I thought that was one of the biggest reasons, frankly, the devils were able to come back in the series. Well, two one of it's they stopped taking penalties, which in the first two games they were on the kill, it felt like six, mm-hmm. seven times. The other thing, which I will be honest, I was surprised because I, I think Fox is an incredible defenseman and but as that especially Truba, who's such a big guy, as that series went on, it felt like the Devils were able to just control the puck a lot more in the zone. And now part of that is their speed, and it gave the Rangers some issues. But I thought, you know, the Rangers, I thought, closed them off early, early in the series, and really even in Game Three. I mean, really, the Devils did not do a whole hell of a lot. They just found a way to win it, mm-hmm. and that kind of flipped the whole series. And they went on, and they 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 mm-hmm.
1: went from there. But. Absolutely. That that game three killed me. That game three. I didn't think they had that game three
0: in them. I couldn't believe that what I was watching when when it went down the way it did. Right.
1: They,
4: you know, they came back. You know what the truth is though? It's a I do think though to Eddie's point, yeah, the devils are gonna have to they're gonna have to add some size. They're gonna have to add some guy, you know, in the middle six, because look, Hughes is great, Heischer's great, Pratt did nothing in the playoffs. He's a great player, but like they those guys are not going to typically win a bunch of battles in the court. You don't want them to have to win a whole bunch of battles in the court. You want the Andre Palazzo of the world to do it. So yeah, like this off season, if if Tatar walks, that's okay. If Miles Wood walks, is the bane of my existence. That's fine. Like by the way, and I'll leave it at this. Damon Severson, I saw. I think it was TSN has him listed as their number one free agent in hockey. Go with God, Damon. Go with God. Whoa. Like, Somebody was like, he's gonna get six and thirty-six. Like that, look. Ooh. No offense to Damon Severson. the man is a walking turnover. Who most Devils fans are like, bench him for the love of God. Put in Luke Hughes. So if they if they see him as the number one free agent in hockey, that's fine. Promote Luke Hughes.
0: Well, remember this. You seem like you're in decent spirits about it, um, You could be a Boston Bruins fan. No, oh Nothing worse God. than that. I told you before, that's oh why the Penguins God. were smart. We just didn't even make it. We didn't even bother with it because it was <laughs> almost certainly going to lead to heartbreak. And so no, it has really. for pretty much every team on the eastern side of the bracket. Yes. Um, if you do need some personnel help, I understand Ron Hextall is now available. Shout out to both Great. guys, Josh Yowie and Rob Rossi. Great piece in The Athletic about the demise of last year's penguins, really great stuff. Dark, dark on Ron Hextall and his participation and what went on there. Anyway. All right. Good stuff. You had your bite at the apple there. We did. I was hoping for it to be, I was hoping it'd be a little nastier than what it was, but okay. You want to be gentlemen towards each other. We'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Let's get into the NFC and how shall we approach this? You know, we talk about those magazines on the beach. Also the arrival of the college football and the NFL, Editions um, from Sports Illustrated always meant a great deal to me. And they would go sort of uh, micro on one thing. So let's see if we can do that. We'll go NFC today. Glass half full, glass half empty kind of thing, maybe. And we'll start with the NFC East. We'll go in alphabetical order. No bias here. Dallas yeah. Cowboys, their total on uh, on Caesars is nine and a half for what that matters right now.
4: Say something nice. Glass half full. Why the Cowboys have a real shot this year to be special? I'll tell you what. I mean, honestly, and, and this scares the absolute hell out of me. Like, they might be my pick to go to the Super Bowl the NFL. Wow. Because here's why. It's very hard to go back-to-back years to Super Bowl, okay? Now, Philadelphia also went last year, and I think Philadelphia is a more talented team, but it's hard. You know, Philadelphia last year was very healthy for the most part. Like, that's typically cyclical hurts was amazing. I, I think hurts is a real deal. Like I don't think all of a sudden he's going to wildly regress, but you know, that's a team that offensive line, Kelsey's not getting any younger. I mean, Johnson was hurt last year. Defensively, they lost a lot of pieces. I mean, Gardner Johnson's gone. Hargrave's gone. I trust Howie Roseman as much as anybody to the a roster. The Cowboys went out and got Stefan Gilmore, who can still play. He's not who he was five years ago, but he's still a good player. Brandon Cooks, it feels like he's a nomad, but he's good everywhere he goes. My big question with the Cowboys, and it's everybody's question with the Cowboys, what version of Dak are you getting? And can Mike McCarthy not shoot himself in the foot in a big spot? And he's won a Super Bowl. He has done it. But I think the Cowboys, like how many more how many teams are more talented than Dallas in the NFC? How many quarterbacks are better than Dak Prescott in the NFC? In the AFC, I wouldn't even pick them to win one round in the playoffs. But in the NFC completely agree
0: specifically with Dak in a quarterback league and in the high is Dak at this point really a top 10 QB based on the borderline
4: borderline, but in the NFC? In the NFC, who is like who is like not arguably just definitively better than him? I would put Hertz there. Who else? Who's the next guy? Is it Goff? Is it Geno Smith? Is it Matt Stafford? Is it Kirk Cousins? Who's the guy? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think they have a real shot. Okay. Interesting. And I think you kind of covered the, the negative
0: side of it as well. I just don't know what they did. Um, Digs, not with state. I, I, I mean, I get, I get it. Um, they, did they definitely get better between the end of uh, the Zeke whatever the hell that was in uh, in San Francisco that ended their season that snapped Zeke. And and are, are they are they actually better? I'm sorry. I said uh, Diggs. I meant Gilmore. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But are they real? Did they make any substantial I mean, move that progresses them?
4: I mean, I think Gilmore helps that secondary. Now, keep in mind, though, if you look at their their cap sheet, this is an enormous year for them because they've got a million guys hitting free agency after this year, including Diggs. Uh, including uh, some of the other members of the secondary, Jordan Lewis being one of them. Tony Pollard's on the franchise tag. Tyron Smith, I believe this is finally his deal. Like, they're not getting, I mean, they they are not going to get all these guys back. So you've got to be, and, and they're going to get expensive because Parsons and Lamb are going to get these mega deals. I mean, this is a team that now is kind of your window here. I mean, now right. kind of where you got to win. I think they're really good. But as for most people cover the league, my fear is this is Dallas. And Dallas hasn't been to an NFC title game in almost 30 years. And whenever you look at them and say, man, they're really talented, something happens. They underperform, they blow a game they shouldn't. I think Cooks and Gilmore make them better. But again, in the NFC, how much better do they have to be? I mean, they were a whisker from beating the Niners. And I think if they played the Eagles, I think they would have lost to the Eagles, but they would have been in the game.
0: I agree with all of it. I just wonder if they will regret Eight years, at least since the Sean Payton, the Cowboys rumors began, if they missed on getting the guy who felt like the brass ring there forever, and now he's in Denver. So I wonder if uh, they'll, they'll regret sticking with McCarthy there. I know Cowboys fans are already regretting that. New York Giants, their total, eight and a half there. A nice season in 2022 for Dimes, for Saquon, and the rest. Say something nice, say something bad.
4: The nice thing is, I think they're really well coached. I think Dable's a legitimately really a, a top tier coach in the NFL, and I think look their their coaches also like at the coordinator level are excellent with Kafka and Wink Martindale. So when you coach that well, I I'm surprised that Kafka
0: gonna... is in fact back
4: there. I, I, oh, my. I thought he would oh, get oh, swept my. up, but yes. Um, but they 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 have one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL. I I like their draft. Um, I, I think on the whole, look, I think if DeAndre Hopkins gets moved or cut, I think they're, they're a real team that he could go to. And I think he would Mm. fix a lot of their problems, even though he's not only once was still very good. Um, I like their young talent, especially on defense. I think Thibodeau is going to have a breakout year. I really like him. Dexter Lawrence, he got paid. They took care of him. You know, I, I think there's some upside. The, The downside with the giants is everybody keeps talking about Daniel Jones. He got paid $40 million a year. Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdowns last year. Like I get it. I understand the receivers weren't great. I mean, come on, fifteen touchdowns—they're guys throughout in a month. So my concern is like, all right, now you're paying this guy this amount of money. He's got to be more than just a caretaker. I don't think that he is. Barkley's got to get paid. You would think, although maybe they just take a hard line, which is probably the right move long term. Sure, it is. It definitely is. Of course. But but you know, then what are you getting out of him? I mean, is he miserable the whole year, and that turns into a thing? Are their receivers good enough at this point to you say, OK, the offense is better? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, that's my concern with the Giants is just that the offense with Jones doesn't take a step forward. Uh, the schedule is a little bit tougher. they Seven of the first ten are on the road. And so, you know, do they get buried early? always look at the
0: first six or eight weeks of every team's schedule and see how they can just be scuttled. Any hopes that they have every there's every year. There is at least one team that fills what I just described there, that the schedule makers seem like they have it in for a team for whatever reason. And yeah. the giants you can circle as a possibility for one of those. Daniel Jeremiah joined us a couple weeks ago and he made an interesting point. The combo of best QB with best pass rush the Giants at least have the second part in, in, in terms of it what is. they have, defensive front um, in total. I'm I'm with you on dimes. I know he had a nice year, and good for him on getting paid. Let's see if he can build on that this year and what figures to be a pretty tough East there. Speaking of which, the Eagles, you touched on them. I get I, it feels like they flipped a little bit defensively where their strength should be in spite of losing Hargrave. That should be their strength. And now the back end has some questions.
4: Yeah, look, I mean, I love the combo of Slay and Bradbury, but this is not a young yeah. combo. I mean, this is a combo that, like, you're getting to a point where if they've got to hold up in a bunch of man coverage, can they do it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they probably can't get steam with the Giants. Can they do it against Dallas when they got Lamb and on one side and Cooks on the other? And you know, I, I don't know. Um, their safeties are not the same. Obviously, you know, you lose Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I don't care who you are; he's a big hit. He's a loss. Uh, yeah. Their linebackers, who are their linebackers? You know, Kazir White's gone to Arizona. T.J. Edwards has gone to Chicago. Those guys aren't all pro, but they're good players, especially Edwards. Hargrave last year, you can make an argument, top five D tackle in the league. he's gone. And I'm all, look, I I like Jalen Carter's talent. But one thing I can't stand that we all do in the media, like let's not pretend there aren't some serious, serious questions with Jalen Carter. Okay? He showed up at his pro day and could not finish drills. He was so out of shape. There are a million off-field questions that everybody at this point knows about. They're, like that's a real thing. Now, I think that going to a team like Philly with that culture should be good for him, but some guys just don't grow up and don't grow out of it. You know, is he that it's guy? So true.
0: It's so true. And uh, for whatever reason, in our overly cynical society, for one, for, I, I can't figure out what the opposite is in play where the NFL draft is concerned. I don't so know why we have, why do we have to spin everything as a happy ending before we've even seen anything go down here? Oh, don't worry about Jalen Carter. He landed in the perfect spot. <laughs> why, why? I mean, how I do mean, we know what he is and what these declarations that all is right now? Because he wound up in Philly. Of all, I, I think that's a, a tough yeah. spot for an athlete that has some questions attached to him, given what the local media and the fan base does. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a given that this is a great move.
4: I mean I think like Jalen Carter like, there there are real questions sorry I mean if that doesn't make everybody feel warm and fuzzy inside there are real questions. he has a pattern even beyond the the uh, the racing allegation that that obviously you know was was involved in two people losing their lives there's other stuff I mean there there's there's all kinds of stuff off the field with Carter and then on the field yeah the, the, the tape's great but if you if you show up to your biggest interview and you're a train wreck in it and that's a problem. I'm sorry. Like I that's a that's an issue. So look, I like the Eagles. I still think offensively they're gonna score a million points. But it, let's also be real here. Steichen is gone. That matters. I think he's gonna do a nice job in Indianapolis eventually, by the way. I think this year might be rough. Mm-hmm. Gannon's gone. I don't think that's the biggest loss in the world. Although keep in mind that their coach in Sirianni is an offensive guy. So Gannon was running the show defensively. Now he's out, he's in Arizona. Like, I think you know, you look at the talent. It's hard to make a case that the Eagles aren't one of the you know, two t- most talented teams in the NFC along with the Niners. But I do think there's real questions here. And that defense was a great defense last year. They also were incredible sacking the quarterback. They are not going to have those same numbers. They're just not. I don't care who you are. And also, you know, you and I went back and forth as the
0: world did on the um, play that ended essentially the AFC title game. Cincinnati almost overcame the history of the 21st century, but still... It is bad news if you are the runner-up in the Super Bowl. Whatever voodoo is at play there still stands, and the Eagles Already. have to overcome that as well. The Ka- Oh, and by the way, 10.5 is their win total um, to go over and under on. I'm going to say over uh, so because of the dearth of that. talent uh, around the NFC. Yep. The commies are intriguing to me. I feel this is <laughs> awfully low. 6.5 is their total dawn of a new age, good tidings. And let's not forget the hype around Sam Howell 18 months to two years ago, and people act, are acting like they made a mistake, not doing something splashy or there. I kind of like that. Say something nice about the commies and say something bad.
4: Okay, well, this one's easy for me. So I think they're really well coached. Rivera, I, I think, has is, is been an underrated coach in some circles for a long time. I think he's excellent. He's a leader of men. Uh, Eric Banamy going in there is a proven coordinator uh, at this point beyond reproach. So he knows what he's doing. I like the receivers. I think well, I don't gonna... know
0: beyond reproach. This
4: is, this is a test. Now oh, we got to see, right? This is a test, but I mean, I, you know, the man's got rings for a reason. I get it. He was with the team that was a, you know, a, a supernova, but at, at the same point uh, he I'll tell you what I know for everybody in that room respected him. Like, there's a reason for it. Sure. I love their receivers. McLaurin's great. I think Dotson showed a lot last year that he could be somebody who's going to be a nice, nice weapon on that team. You still have Curtis Samuel, see what he does. Uh, the backs are good. So, like, offensively, my big question with them offensively is up front. I mean, can they block, right? Uh, you know, they got Andrew Wiley at right tackle. He's serviceable. He's fine. But the rest of that line, like, there are real questions. And then Sam Howell, um, well, actually, I'll get to him in a second. So, you can finish saying something nice about them. Defensively, up front, they're very good. I mean, and Chase Young getting his option declined. You wonder, like, does that lead to him having 12 sacks this year because he's got something to prove and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he has this big year? And then everybody's asking, like, if Washington has to give him $25 a year. Um, The downside is I am not as big of a Sam Howell believer. I'm not so much a a non-believer, but, like, there's no reason for me to believe in him. I don't care that he had one good game and a meaningless game. I don't care. Matt Flynn did that, too. I have no idea if he's any good. Historically speaking, if you're not a first-round quarterback, you're probably not good. Okay, and he was a day three pick. Um, I like that they brought in Jacoby Brissett behind him, though. Jacoby Brissett sure. is a is an actual quarterback. He's not, look, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. But, like, could you be a playoff team in the NFC with him? Yeah, probably could be. So I'm with you. I think the total's low. I like them to go over. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know that I, I think they're a playoff team. I think they're borderline. Uh, wrap it up with who you think wins that division. Dallas Ooh, fun and splashy. They get the second-place right the schedule. Game. They get all the right. second-place schedule. I think that's the difference.
0: I love it. On to the north we go, and some oh. uh, some positivity surrounding the Chicago Bears all of a sudden. Their win total at seven and a half. Go. Nice and bad.
4: Love Justin Fields. And I know there's a lot of question marks around, like, you know, you get some of these analytical people, like, well, his numbers are this. Look, not, that team sucks around him, okay? And he went out there and they were pretty competitive in almost every game they played. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won a lot of them. I get it, but they were like in games. They were actually, you know, fighting in the fourth quarter. I think now you give them a DJ more, you improve the line in front of him. You know, I, I, I still think they've got a ways to go, but when I look at the bears now, I I think there's, it, there's a skeleton of a team that you look at and go, okay, I, I could see that being interesting. Now, you know, is more, is he a number one? Is he a really good number two? I don't know. But I think between more Claypool and Mooney, that's a real group. Like, you can actually throw the ball to that group. I would have liked to have seen him add a tight end. I mean, oh, they did add Tunyon. If he's healthy, then I think he can play. Commit to me, is a number two tight end. Um, and then the offensive line, look, they got Darnell Wright, who I love coming out of college. I think he's going to be really good for them. So the upside is, I think offensively, they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to score some points here. The downside is, is defensively, I know they went out and they got Edmonds and Edwards, and and that's fine. That doesn't fix your pass rush. That doesn't fix your corners. I still think defensively this team's pretty rough. I think they have a lot of points. But I think offensively, they're going to have some games where if you can't play on defense, they might light you up a little bit. So I, I think Chicago's going to be one of those teams that maybe they win like five or six games, but they're entertaining as hell. And then you go into the next offseason going, all right, we need two big players on defense and we're actually competitive. I don't think this is by design
0: um, in Chicago or in other parts of the NFC North, but as Aaron Rodgers moves on, I feel like there's going to be a, a collective pivot to bully ball. And in fact, I think you can kind of apply that to a lot of different uh football towns as we head into 2023 there feels like a discernible shift to try and do things the Eagles way of doing that if you don't have Patrick Mahomes or something close to it you have to win the other way by beating teams up and that's what brings us to the Detroit Lions talk about people getting over their skis nine and a half is their win total go ahead
4: there I think that total is about right I mean, they went 9-8 last year. I think they probably get to 10. I mean, the, look, the division's not good. The Bears aren't good. The Packers, we're going to get to in a minute. The Vikings the same. But I think, you know, the one question I have about Detroit now, <laughs> it's one thing to play when you have no expectations. And everybody's like, oh, the Lions, it's this great story. And now the Lions are going to be on national television at Arrowhead to start the season. <laughs> it's like, here you go, guys. We think you're good. Prove it. You know, now I'm not going to react one way. Now, if they beat the Chiefs, and that's obviously an amazing win for them. If they lose a the game by 30 points, I'm not going to react to it. But I do think when you look at them, uh, losing Jameson Williams for six games to start the year hurts. You know, they they really are relying on him to have a mm-hmm. big year because other than him, like Amon Ross St. Brown is great, but like Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, John, eh, I, I don't know. You know, it's fine. Sam Laporta is this, this new rookie tight end that they have. We'll see. I like Goff more than some do. I mean, last year he threw for like forty-four hundred yards and twenty-nine touchdowns. He, nobody talks to me. He had a really good year. I think a lot of people have announced the mea culpa on that one. Not
0: that he's, uh, okay. you know, an All-Pro all of a sudden, but that okay. See, I guess that is the pedigree
4: that made him the number one, you know, whatever
0: it was, seven, eight years ago. Now,
4: my big thing with them last year was the Lions' defense stunk, and this year it got better as year went on, but it's still overall stunk. I think I think they're well coached. I think Hutchinson's look. He was really good as a rookie. I think he's the kind of guy who could, at some point, have 15 sacks in a season in his career. They've got other guys up front like Liam McNeil and Bugs, and, Buggs and, and I, I like Houston James Houston. Big question for me is in the secondary. You add Cam Sutton, you add Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you add Emmanuel Mosley, you drafted Brian Branch. Like, is that group just good? If it's just good, I think they're they're the best team in the division. But it mm. just, it's just got to—it's got to be good. It can't be one of these things where you're like, "Oh, as it turns out, Mosley isn't fully healthy, and Sutton was better as a piece in Pittsburgh, but not a headliner." And you're sitting there going, "Yeah, well, they're 28th in pass defense. If the defense is just good, I think they're a playoff team. I think they may even host a playoff game. By the way, they are the team with the longest drought of hosting a playoff game. 1993, last time they did it. Oh
0: my God, how sad!
4: That is that the Aaron sure
0: Kramer on. game. That, no, was, that a, was that
4: was the far of the sharp game. We threw it all right. the way across the you know, across back, back of the back end zone. The he
0: catches it backing into yes. the end of the end zone yep. as
4: uh, Sterling Sharp.
0: Um, all right. Some uh, some better optimism around uh, Dan Campbell's club than it was than there was a year ago. Green Bay Packers. People are sour on this team all of a sudden. How say you seven and a half is their win total?
4: So I was just up there. I was up there for two days. I, I went to uh, one of their OTAs. I, I, you know, was able to sit down and 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 speak with Jordan Love at length after practice. And I'll have that piece coming up. I on the next, you know, couple oh, of weeks, month, whatever it is. But nice guy, great guy, great guy. Um, super, super uh, willing to sit there and and deal with a dope like me. Um, look, I think, I think defensively they're pretty talented. Like I think that kind of gets overlooked. When you look at their talent on defense, it's not it's not bad. They've got Alexander, Stokes, and Douglas at corner, right? I mean the safeties. Darnell Savage has got to bounce back. He wasn't good last year, but you know the talent's there. But then up front, you've got Preston Smith, you've got Sean Gary, you've got uh, Kenny Clark. That's a that's a real group. I mean that's. That's a front that can play, and you've got Devondre Campbell at the second level. Who you know, plus you have Walker and Wyatt, who are two first-round picks from you know twenty twenty-two. I think defensively they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be better than people think. But we all know that the reality. The question is going to be offensively: can this team score points? You love the running back tandem of Dylan and Jones. The line has questions. Bakhtiari has never been healthy since he tore his ACL a couple of years ago. If he's not healthy, that line to me, it's a real issue. And then Love, like I got to see him now. I am not going to sit here and be that guy who makes just sweeping declarations based off of red zone work and OTAs. He made some great throws. He made some throws that he's lucky he wasn't picked off. That said, I think if the line's good in front of him, like they they have enough talent to run the ball, throw you know throw to Watson, throw to Dobbs. They got a couple of young tight ends. And LaFleur is a good coach. Like, I, I don't think they're just going to crater. I don't. I don't know that they're a playoff team, but I think they're around 500. I, I don't think this is just some team that all of a sudden is just going to fold. I agree with you to the extent
0: that, you know, if Jenkins and Bakhtiari, who you say, uh, yep. you know, I, I if he's healthy, I don't know about that. But, it, you know, the indications are at least the spin is, oh, he's finally going to be right this year. But we'll see about that. He has but, to be. I mean, here's a hot take for you. If the offensive line would be good, which I'll, I'll take your word for it, that you think it's going to be mediocre. I, I feel like there's the potential for some Ewing theory stuff going on here. If Jordan Love will commit to turning around and handing the ball over primarily and turning it over the defense, they can make they can be better, at least than what most people anticipate in what may not end up being a great division. The Minnesota Vikings are next and last in the North. Eight and a half is their win total. That sounds just right for a Kirk Cousins team. If if any team could finish with eight and a half wins, it is the Minnesota Vikings,
4: led by Kirk Cousins. Say something nice and negative. They can't be. Look, I mean, they cannot be worse than they were defensively last year. So it's, Hmm. it's, I think, almost statistically impossible. And they, 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 they replaced, uh, you know, their their old uh, coaching regime on the defensive side with with Brian Flores, who is a really, really respected, good coach, especially on the defensive side of the ball. No nonsense. I just don't know what town he has to work with. I mean, yeah, you look, I, I, everybody loves Daniel Hunter, right? Everybody sits there and says, okay, he can play. Everybody knows he can play. The question, though, beyond that is like, okay, is is Dean Lowry coming over going to matter? I mean, he's fine, but is he going to matter? I don't know. Um, you know, in the secondary, Byron Murphy Jr. is your top corner? It's kind of scary. I mean, nothing against Byron Murphy, but like, Again, kind of like I said about Cam Sutton, as a part of his secondary, great. Now what when you're covering the best receivers in the league? I, I don't know how that's going to look. But I think they'll be better because they almost have to be on defense. I think it's the scheme alone. They'll, they'll be better than when Ed Donatello was coaching them. Offensively, I mean, there's talent. I know they, they they removed Thielen from the equation. They released him to save some money. But obviously, they add Jordan Addison in the draft in the first round. He's there with Jefferson. You've got Cousins. You say whatever you want about Cousins. He's going to put numbers up. They still have Dalvin Cook and Madison in the backfield. The offensive line is good. You have O'Neal. You have Shaw. You know, Bradbury has been up and down, but he's first-round pick. Like, I, my concern is everybody's concerned about Minnesota. Last year, that team went 13-4 and four and had absolutely no business being 13-4. and four. Like, they're not better, in my opinion, this year. So I expect them to regress somewhat significantly uh, record-wise.
0: Yeah, those single digit victories and all that does indicate regression upcoming here. And uh the say the shame for Kirk Cousins is he can't go up against the Viking secondary. Instead, right. he has to go against the Lions, which feels like that is a classic. If we want to take down the teams around us, kind of move the Lions are like we gotta build up the secondary to slow down Justin Jefferson and everybody else. Uh last thing on the division, who wins it?
4: I'll take Detroit, but I'll say it right now. Ah. I would not be shocked if Green Bay found the way to win that division. Wow. See, two yeah. for two with the bold takes there. I hear you, though. I yeah. don't think it's a wild I, I'm, thing. I'm picking Detroit, but, like, Green Bay knows how to win. There is something that matters. And, and I'm with you on the Ewing Theory thing. So if true. There's, if there's ever a team that is going to be motivated to the hilt to prove that they are still a good team, it's that team. That team is going to do everything it possibly can to prove, hey, you know, we weren't just one guy. Um so I I I'm not discounting them. I mean, I I'll get even I'll, I'll make a hotter take for you in
0: retrospect. If they would have started Jordan Love, they would have had at least the same record as they had with Aaron Rodgers and might have been better come playoff time because okay. Jordan Love would have turned around and handed the ball off more. He did get superstar. Jo- Aaron Rodgers was not taking advantage of the best option with that offense last year which was trying to truck some teams um atlanta falcons moving on to the south here Bijan robinson i feel like maybe a little bit premature to be going
4: to get this guy say something nice and say something bad okay so first of all this whole division we can just we could just say i don't know and then just go that's but, fine uh, with me if you want to because i
0: really do feel that it's it, it is really a toss-up right now I'll, I'll, and none I'll, of it good none of it really good none I'll, of it a big I'll, threat
4: I'll, come january no no definitely not like i'll be brief with this i think with atlanta the bad side of it is, like, I like B. John Robinson as a talent, but you had Tyler Algier last year as a rookie who averaged five yards of carry and went over a 1,000 yards, and you thought your biggest need was a running back? I mean, he better be Adrian Peterson in his prime good. For the, and, and I don't want to hear Arthur Smith like, well, you know, we're going to use him as a receiver. Although you should have drafted a receiver. Then he should have just moved back 10 spots and taken a receiver. Like, I got to understand it. And I like Arthur Smith, by the way. I think he's a very good coach. But I like the Falcons defensively. I actually think they added some nice pieces mm-hmm. on defense. I like that they brought in Jesse Bates. I like Calais Campbell coming in there. I know he's older, but he's still got a lot a lot in the tank. I, you know, I like them building along that defensive line. I'm good with all that. The downside is everybody loves to look at their roster and go, hey, yeah, you know, they look like they're a really good team, and nobody wants to talk about the quarterback. Does anybody think Desmond Ritter at this point is an average quarterback? Does one person alive think that outside of Desmond Ritter's family? It's if wild he's not, that they don't even have a better fail safe for and, him and if it's Heineke. Wrong with him. Right, you know it's Heineke, like like. And look, if you want to make the case, you think Heineke's going to be the guy by like week three, then okay. But if it's Ritter, that's a big leap of faith to just be like, I think they're going to win eleven games. I I can't get there. I think Atlanta the better roster, but still like I don't know. I have no idea if you can play at all quarterback.
0: Yeah, and and by the way, terrible uniforms that I understand they're getting out of in 2023. Yeah, Gotta go. Robbie. It's the worst. The, the one other thing I want to get in as we try to pace it up through the south is um uh with B. John Robinson, because I I the thing about hey, he's not just a running back. We can line him up in the slot. We can we can yeah. throw him the ball. Like, is there anything more overstated in football than that beyond that, hey. This Have you seen the athleticism of this offensive lineman? He can get 15 yards downfield with the receivers. Like, okay, great. How many times does that happen in a season? I mean, when, also, how relevant can that possibly be? That's not a reason to draft somebody.
4: Also, just to a larger point on this, like real quickly, it's. It, I feel like that, that whole thing about Robinson being everywhere, all over the scheme, it's like when the Cardinals are there for a handful of years, like we draft positionless defenders. That's great. You're going to cut every one of them. Every one of them because you don't have a position. So they took Isaiah Simmons and like, he can play linebacker. He can play safety. And last year in week one, they put him man-on-man man with Travis Kelsey. I actually like, – very rarely do you feel bad for an NFL player watching that. You're like, oh, my God, give him – do something. Do anything to help this poor kid. Like, He has no chance. If you can't find what that guy's really great at positionally, don't take him in the first 10 picks. I that, That's just a little bit of a, a- – Well, now I have to drop my favorite uh, one of my
0: favorite um, Fitzgerald quotes uh, because I'm a literature guy, you know, um, is uh, the most limited of all specialists, the well-rounded man. That's exactly right. I mean, like, and then you get Zayvon Collins, too. Like, how many do you need? You already have one. (laughs) They can't all be positionless because at some point, the 11 guys have to play positions. All right. Carolina Panthers. I guess we could talk Bryce Young here a little bit. I think, you know, in this, in this bum division that really could be won with eight wins, I don't know why the Panthers can't do. It. What's their total? Uh, the Panthers' total is seven and a half. Okay. By the way, I think we said Atlantis. What's Atlantis? Did I not say it? See, you're a better host than I am. Of uh, of minus three, eight is the Falcons' total. Oh, I would mm. take the under on Atlanta. Yeah, I'm,
4: I, I'm <laughs> okay. with you on that. Um, you know, here I'll, I'll give you the hottest thing I'm gonna have. I think I mean, I, I think Carolina's gonna win this division. Ah, I fun. Because you know why? I really trust the coaching staff. Frank Reich. And by the way, Evro going over there as a defensive coordinator, that guy that guy can coach. Like Denver, for all this talk about great Denver's defenses, can anyone other than Satan or Simmons, is anybody good? Is there one guy in that defense? I mean, Draymond Jones is no longer there. Evro did a hell of a job with that defense, considering the fact they're on the field 50 minutes a game last year. Hmm. Carolina has real talent on the defensive side. Like I, I love Burns, J.C. Horn. Like you look at that, you know, Derek Brown on that side. Former first round pick. If you look at Carolina,
0: that's what the Cornhuskers coach did. I mean, that, he he was always all offense. He's so innovative, and that first draft was all defense. And all they looked up in this. That's that's his legacy there in Charlotte, I mean, North Carolina. They
4: they have real got Like, like Shai Tuttle comes over, as a good player. They've they've got Shaq Thompson back. They have Burns. They have Horn. They have Von Bell, who I like. They bring him in. They mm-hmm. have Dante Jackson. They have Jeremy Chin. Like that defense. Like I'm not making it out like it's going to be the 85 Bears here, but it's a, it's a decent group with some pass rush, and offensively, it's not. I, I love Jonathan Mingo as a prospect. So maybe I'm just way over the top on this, but I think he's I think he's going to produce at some point. You know, I think he'll be a contributor. You bring in Thielen. You've got Shark and Terrace Marshall, uh, Marshall. Excuse me. The offensive line to me is the big thing. Iquannu was better as the year went on last year. I think he'll be good. They've got Moten on the right side. They've got Miles Sanders. Like Bryce Young, long term it scares me because he's tiny, of and course. I don't care. I have, he, again, this, the positive spin on everything. Oh, I, I know. We have a I ton know. of it's, evidence. Look how small he
0: is. We've just is seen it, it with Tua, who's way thicker than like, Bryce Young is. Yes,
4: long term that scares the hell out of me. But for a year, if he's healthy. I look at the Panthers and I'm like, you know what? I could see it. And by the way, they signed Andy Dalton, who's an excellent backup. Like, if he's got to play in that division, he might be the best quarterback. I mean, I take carr, but like Dalton's not that far behind him. Like, I I I like the Panthers. I don't think they're great. I think they'd get waxed in a first round playoff game. But in that division, like I I will bet on Reich and Bryce Young and a pretty talented defense. All right, we can spend
0: very little time on the on the really just vacated it's a it's a, it's a Brady attracted some nice players. a lot of them yeah. have gone away now Buccaneers. Tom Brady replaced by Baker Mayfield their win total not surprisingly drops to six and a half.
4: how say you the nice thing uh the season's only seventeen games so and, oh, oh and they're gonna wear the cream sickles they will that actually is the best thing. Uh, and they're going to play like they did when they wore the cream school. So that's going to be good. They're going to they're go all in. Um, they're just, let's I mean, let's just call it what it is. That that team is going to be bad this year. I'd be shocked if the Buccaneers win more than like five games. I'd be shocked. I mean, they, they have the benefit of the fact they play the AFC South and the NFC South for 10 of their games. So like, that doesn't hurt. But Mayfield's not good. Uh, is Evans there the whole year? Is Evans even there to start the year? I don't know. If I'm them, I'm moving him. I mean, I'm getting something right at this point. Um, defensively, what do you have? I mean, Joe Tryon has been a guy to this point in his career. You know, you Shaq Barrett coming off the injury. I I don't. I just. I think defensively they're okay. I mean, Dean and and, and Carlton Davis at second in the secondary and the linebackers. I mean, I, th- I think defensively they'll be average. Offensively, though, I don't think they're going to score. These
0: are, these are You know what we're doing? We're indulging a conversation that will be snobby, which is what happens over the course of the season. Like, we're dying right now and we'll be even thirstier for any football uh, in early September. But as the season wears on, you're like, I don't have time to watch Carolina and Tampa play each other. I, I've got a life that's how we're going to be in January like I don't care who won that garbage division they have no shot against blank in the in the wild card there, round. there will be doing. teams
4: there will be who like whoever doesn't win the NFC East <laughs> it's just going to be actively lining itself up for the four or five matchup right I yeah mean, right. That's, that, we're going to be watching week 18 where it's like well you know they they, they're locked in, and basically, like that team celebrating in the locker rooms. Like, that's awesome. We get Atlanta, and they're, they're 10 point favorites on the road. That's- we could go to lunch in that wild card game, that
0: three and a right. half hours. That's if we want to catch up that weekend, that's what we can do it during that game. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Okay. Arizona Cardinals, dawn of a new day there as well. Right now, not right. New uniforms. That's too bad. I don't like when teams right there. Like, have some self-esteem you're one of 32 on the planet earth you don't have to name your team (laughs) on your jersey we we know who you are you're in the NFL
4: they don't deserve to have any self-esteem they're the worst team in football um oh really worst oh they're they're horrible that team's horrible
0: five and a half their total worse than Tampa
4: he says check I'm gonna be honest with you if that total was three and a half I take the under, and I mean it I'm dead serious is Murray gonna play a game this year like if you're the Cardinals know. and you're and you're one and eight and you're like, hey, he's cleared. Are you going to be like, yeah, let's bring him back? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. And by the way, they're doing the same thing that Denver did last year. They brought in all these coaches who have never been in these positions that they're in. None of them. Gannon's never been a head coach. The coordinators have never been coordinators. And I got to be fair. Like Jonathan Gannon, and I'm not trying to rip the guy. I'm really not. When he was the coordinator with an Eagles team loaded with talent. Every time they played a good quarterback over his stint, they got killed. Every single time. Go back, check the box scores. Absolutely smoked by every good quarterback they ever played. Now huh. he's going to go play with the positionalist defensive Cardinals. Uh Yikes. I don't know – and by the way, we didn't even talk about the Saints. But yeah, whatever. we got to do that. I'm sorry. I forgot to say uh, – we'll, we'll but, get to them, but I'll say dude, this Ricardo, about Gannon. The are awful.
0: This is, this is an indictment of him as a man, and I don't you – know, you say you don't mean to do that. I mean, that, that is what you meant to do. But I'll say that. You're talking about him from football. There's I, certain guys – like, it leads us neatly into – um, into New Orleans. There's some cats who just are great coordinators, really can X and O it up and motivate their units and everything. Else. And they're not leaders of men necessarily. You know, the CEO and maybe your Belichick and involved in every, across right, every team. Right, dot right. Every there are certain guys that just, I mean, like Gannon stuff, I wasn't aware of him as a, you know, just in front of a microphone. He just don't cut that figure to me. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I mean, I, I just... <laughs> does not seem like a guy uh, like guys in the players in the nfl
4: that guy doesn't strike me as a guy who they're going to rally around and and win games for i just look at it like and that's i I get it you're playing against mahomes and andy you know he's good but like you're in the super bowl the damn good defense and i don't want to hear about the field i don't want to hear about any of this stuff like like both teams played in the field give me a break look you never adjusted I mean, what that, the fact that Chiefs scored two touchdowns at the goal line with nobody within 20 yards of the receiver, that's one of the more embarrassing things I've ever seen happen to a defense in a game like that. Like, I get it the first time. Okay, they got you on a tendency. Or to, it happened twice and a half. I mean, you never adjusted to that. You never said, geez, you know what And it was basically the same play. I mean, they came out in the same formation, did it to you twice. I so think it was.
0: I, de- I think it was literally the same. Yeah, play. they basically yeah.
4: flipped it. But I mean, it was. It's like right. I mean, right you, to different sides. How of the do field, you right. let that happen
0: two um, times? You that know, was it, crazy. I, I think as, as history goes by, I wonder if we'll acknowledge the truth about that Super Bowl more and more because the Bradbury play consumed and the heroics on one yeah. leg and Mahomes all. Jalen hurts that weirdo fumble. Swings the game. Oh, the Eagles the win game. the Super yeah. Bowl if that yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. But it, no, I don't hear a lot of mention of that a few months after the fact. Either way, Saints, they're in a, a new boat with Derek yep. Carr. I like Derek Carr more than most people do, from what I gather. A lot of people very down on him. I think he's the best QB in the division. He is. Dave, possibly Bryce Young, that you know, doing some rookie right. stuff. Um, how say you say something nice, say something bad?
4: No, I mean, look, I, I think the Saints actually have some talent. The problem is, like, can Michael Thomas ever stay on the field? Is Alvin Kamara going to play 17 games? Um, you know, I but I think they're talented. I mean, they they have guys. Now, the, the question also is I'm I'm with you with Carr. I always think Carr's been under I thought Carr was underrated, quite frankly, when he was in when Oakland and then in Vegas. Like I think he can play, but you're you know, Olave is a really good receiver, but they need to have Thomas. Because if Thomas isn't healthy, then you're just talking about Olave and a bunch of guys you have no fear of. Okay, they don't have a tight end who's scared, so Foster Moreau is a good player. it's a great story. God bless him. Offensively up front, you know, it's a decent line. It's not a bad line. So I think Carr, who, by the way, is terrible in bad weather, like he gets to play in a dome, right? So that's great. He stays in dome weather. and, And in the south, he should be better off there. I think the Saints, they probably had the highest ceiling in the division. Like, if you ask me, like, who's the team most likely to win a playoff game out of that division? I'd say the Saints. You know, they they win 11 games. They have a home game. They're tough to play against at home, so on and so forth. But the problem is they have so many holes on this roster because Mickey Loomis every year has roughly $875 million worth of dead cap. And they just they just keep pushing it back. You know damn well how this ends, by the way. Loomis is just going to retire and go, not my problem. And some other poor sap is going to have to go in there and eat four years of basically an expansion roster. But I, I do think they have the highest ceiling. My concern is, is Dennis Allen a coach? I have no idea. Dennis Allen has not ever been a successful head coach. Uh, and I think with Carr, you have to kind of have that infrastructure around him to really succeed.
0: And, you know, Alvin Kamara was, uh, you know, boundless um It was uncoverable and a a virtue on the team. You know, he's reached that spot now, even though he hasn't, it doesn't seem to my eyes watching him week in and week out doesn't seem like he's taking a, the, the same level of physical attrition as some of his peers but he is at that spot in his career where he starts to regress and it becomes a consistent theme for a running back in the NFL in the 21st century okay so we already transitioned into the west but that's fine cuz you told us the panthers are going to win the south let's move on then yeah. to 18 months ago atop the football world since then Not hyperbole, the most disgraceful Super Bowl defense and maybe the most shameful defense in major sports in my lifetime by a champion. The L.A. Rams win total seven and a
4: half. I'll say you. Okay, First of all, let's not forget the 97 Marlins, who uh, will forever be the most disgraceful team I've ever that's seen. That's
0: who they are, though, by the way. That's what I said to everybody. That, you you I want a mercenary? That's going to make you feel happy to do that? And are you, you satiated now, Rams fans? Of course you're not. I'm, How about I'm you, not, Tampa fans? No, you're not either, Buccaneers. You got the guy from from New England. You're happy now with your Lombardi? Fat.
4: I am not the guy who sits on the fence here. I, I think I think the Rams stink. I don't, and and I've I've seen seen so many people like, nah, gonna be good. Name five guys on the Rams that aren't named Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford. Good luck. Have fun. Go ask your buddy to do it and offer him a hundred bucks. See if he can do it. Ben Skoranek, Tyler Higby. Like, what are we (laughs) doing here? This team, like, I, I'm sorry, the they're not good. McVay is a very good coach, but McVay needs to have pieces in part to, in, in, pieces in place. Excuse me to run his system. Who are these guys? Like when you're playing them, are you not just doubling Cooper Cup and bracketing him every single time he runs downfield? Saying, "Go ahead, beat me with Cam Akers. I don't care. You have no offensive line. Do it." I, the Rams, Rams fans are going to get pissed about this, but it's the truth. The Rams in my lifetime, I'm 34, are one of the few teams where they won a Super Bowl. And I covered the game. I was at SoFi. I was in the locker room. I remember thinking to myself, I can't believe this team won a Super Bowl. I have no idea how this is happening. They Mm -hmm. weren't better than the Packers. They weren't better than the 49ers. I know they beat the 49ers. The 49ers are beat to hell. And if Tarrant catches what was an arm punt from Stafford during the Super Bowl, they were not better than the Bills, who lost that crazy 13 seconds game. The Chiefs would have annihilated the Rams if they have not blown that AFC title game. And I got to tell you, if Tyler Boyd doesn't drop that pass on third down in the Super Bowl, I, the Bengals beat them. The Rams were like the sixth best team that year, and they won because they hit the inside straight of all inside straights. And God bless them. Good for them. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend I think the Rams are this great team that's going to bounce back. I don't. I think the Rams are going to win like six games this year. There are certain titles that
0: diminish the meaning of winning the, the league trophy, and that's one of them to me. I think that the L.A. Rams going all in – Trading away and 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 the 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 snarky kind of glib, like yeah, we we don't need draft picks. How's that going? You do after you win that. And <laughs> yeah. it would be one thing if it happened in Green Bay and it, you could hold it dear, like the Chicago Bears. If you get one title, you can hold it dear for the next twenty yeah. years and you're face. This is not what happened in Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. I can tell you, ain't no buzz about
4: the LA Rams eighteen months after they got I, that party. I, I gotta tell you. There was no buzz about it. The day of well, no, of course I, not, right? I was there, as I said, and I'm telling, I mean, I was floored at how many Bengals fans were at that Super Bowl. Like, you'd think like Cincinnati, not a huge city, right? Not a city with a, you know a ton of star power where you have millionaires just there were Bengals fans Everywhere at that game, and and walking around the city that week, you wouldn't even have known the game was in Los Angeles. I mean, let alone the, a team from LA was in it. So I know it, it was yeah. it really did have it was, a weird it was vibe. Sad. To it. It was I sad. agree with you.
0: Okay, their arch rival up in San Francisco, expected to be mighty once again. Yeah. Shanny says Brock Purdy may be ready to go in week one. That's probably good news, I think. I think we are a little bit uh, wild about Brock Purdy here, except when you consider the alternatives are Sam Darnold. Daniel Jeremiah told us that the brain trust there likes Darnold quite a bit and thinks that we haven't seen his best. And Trey Lance, who they obviously reached for now in retrospect, I still think Ryan Tannehill would be better than any of them. And they would be the best team in the NFC if they got Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that's going to happen. Their win total, 11 and a half, uh, speaks to the strength of Shanty as a head coach and uh, developer at QBs, how say you? Total's high. I
4: mean, it's, I think it's it's, it's good. heavy, right? I mean, I, I like them to win like eleven games because I think I think we're on the same page based off that intro of this team. Like, I think Brock Purdy's fine, but this idea that Brock Purdy is like the superstar quarterback, I'm sorry. Based on what? And, and the next person is like, well, you know, he won a bunch of games. Everybody wins games on that team. Everybody. Jimmy Garoppolo is the epitome of a guy and almost won a Super Bowl against Mahomes. Like, I, I, I'm i sorry. He's fine. He's fine. Like, I'm not saying they can't win with the guy. I think they, they proved they can win with him but I don't think you're winning because of him. I don't think they like
0: them because he could get what I really think from an X's and O's perspective. And again, I'll defer to you, but they like that gentle. Yeah. They like that. Yeah, they, yeah, they like that yeah. gentle yeah. boot action. That was, yep. that's been popular the, yes. the last couple of years. Yep. And that's something Jimmy G didn't give you, but that doesn't make him. Uh, He's,
4: I mean, but then the, you know, the counter to that is they were a game away from going to the Super Bowl. No, and they can win with him, but I don't think they'll win because of him. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's the difference. And so my thing is, Purdy has has legs. He can move around. Here's my question, though, and you've, you've watched and covered this league longer than I have, but you know it as well as I do. Teams are going to go to school on that film, and they're going to sit there and say, you know what he doesn't do? Throw the ball deep. And we are going to sit seven and eight guys underneath, and we're going to make him throw the ball deep down the field. And they're going to have to prove he can do it. Now, if he can do that, that opens up the offense you know, in, in uh, perpetuity, essentially. But I do think they're an excellent team. I think they're absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Love Daniel Jeremiah. I don't buy for two seconds any of this stuff with Sam Darnold. Please just stop. I, I can't anymore. Sam Darnold has not been good for one second of his NFL career. Remember when he was on the Panthers and they started 3-0? and And there were literally people in our business who were putting out articles like, is he an MVP? No, he's not. Okay? He's a guy. Trey Lance at this point, I think it's pretty obvious by their actions with the Niners think of Trey Lance. I mean, they, they can say whatever they want. Their actions say they don't believe in Trey Lance. So I think their roster, if you took away the quarterback, you can make a damn good case. They're the best roster in the NFL, period. Sure. But you can't take away the quarterback in real life. And that's where I think they're a contender. But if they saw Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, Buffalo in the Super Bowl, Kansas City in the Super Bowl, would I pick the Niners? No, I wouldn't because those quarterbacks mean that much. I hear
0: you on everything you just said there. And, you know, I would think that they're incented uh, Lynch and Shanny to make, uh, I mean, to really try between now and the time Purdy returns to make something to Trey Lance. That was, I mean, have ha- to, but it also, as I, as I say, ad nauseum, the overstatement of the importance of not missing on first round draft picks is, is, is uh, wild. You can, you can come, you're just fine. Look at the San Francisco 49ers, what they did to get Trey Lance. You you survive it. The Seattle Seahawks are last year. Eight and a half is their win total. That seems low to me, or am I overly
4: optimistic about the Hawks this year? I got to tell you, I love Seattle. Yeah. I love Seattle. Find me a team that had a better offseason. I mean, they went out, added Draymond Jones, brought back Bobby Wagner, who can still play. Had a draft, you could argue they took the best corner and the best receiver in terms of their prospects, right? With Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and the Jigba. You know they're well coached. Geno Smith. I believe in Geno Smith. Like sometimes, you know, every once in a while you get a guy who just for whatever the reason, situation, whatever, he's a late bloomer. We saw it with Rich Gannon years ago, right? Like that's guy. Or like Sam of. Darnold is a for instance. Oh, wait. No, never mind. No, not he's not. No, I'm he's he's not. He's not no, he's not. Um, but we saw like Gannon's a guy, for an example, who is like that. I think Geno Smith, now look, is he a pro bowler again? I don't know, but could he be good? He's got Metcalf. He's got Lockett. He's got an offensive line with two second-year tackles who are pretty damn good. He's got he's got weapons all over. But I love the backfield with Walker. And then they went out and they drafted Charbonneau in the second round. It might have been a little aggressive for me, but I think he's a good player. I like Charbonneau. Defensively, you add a Draymond Jones, you add a Bobby Wagner, you add Witherspoon. That team team is good. That is a good football team. And in a conference where you're like, okay. Who's that much better than them? You know, like to me, that's they're right. right. They're right on that second tier with upside. I mean, would I pick them to go to the Super Bowl? No, but would I be floored if they got there? No. I I think they're I think they're over that number. I think they're going to compete for the NFC West. I agree with you, and I have
0: perpetuated two team race talk for you know the yes. last four months. But I more and more am trying to make sure, trying to check myself, and include the Seahawks in that group, in that very small group of high end teams in the NFC. Are you going to pick the Niners though to win the division?
4: I am, I am. But I think Seattle's got a real shot. Like to me, if I break down the NFC, I, Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas to me are the three best teams. And then after that, like Detroit and Seattle to me are really interesting. Hmm. Like, I think those are the two teams. And I probably would say I think Seattle's more interesting to me than Detroit is. Like, I I just I trust Seattle. Seattle. You look at the final score of that playoff game. Oh guy that got killed. That game was a game for three. Oh quarters. yeah, like the Seahawks. Until Geno Smith gets strip sacked at like what was it, the twenty yard line, they were going in. Like they were going in to take the lead in the fourth quarter, and then it just and then it just completely went off the rails. But like that was a real game in San Francisco for four, like for three quarters. So I, I like them. Man. I think they're going to be a lot better than people think. I'm with you, and you know
0: the skill position pieces that they have both at running back and at pass catcher really way near the very top of the list in pro football. All right. Close up your street and Smith's your sports illustrated. Close it up. There's your NFC. We'll give you the AFC next week. Great stuff from Matt Verderon. And now a quick break. Oh man, dynamite stuff! Already excited for the AFC version next week. Eddie Spaghetti. In the meantime, you're going to fly off to the 50th state, Hawaii. Enjoy some time with the family and the the fiance and everything else. Have a great time with that. Were you okay with this? What he said about the Giants?
1: Um, I I would like to take a minute to just talk oh. about the, my team here because oh. I, I think. Look, the Daniel Jones thing. Uh, first of all, with the contract talk, by next year his contract will be in the middle of the NFL for quarterbacks. That is not an issue. In fact, the, the way they structured it, it is super cap friendly for the organization. So, um, any reports, you know, guys like Mike Lombardi saying it's causing a a, 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 a a faction in the locker room. It's not like he's working out with guys um, since the before he even signed the contract. But you know, the thing with his play, it's this weird thing where the Giants were awful going through a bunch of different coaches and they draft Daniel Jones who people didn't think should go that high, especially when they had Eli Manning on the roster. And then he played, you know, poorly turned the ball over, had this stink on him. And the Giants basically said, we're not going to accept your option. You have to prove to us with this new coaching staff, this new regime, that you're worth it. And he did that. He did not turn the ball over and you could say what you wanted with the 15 touchdown passes, but he rushed the ball effectively. Daniel Jones, you know, the, the Giants won a playoff game with him. And his last month of the season, he was red hot. I mean, he was as good as could be. And the Giants, to, to, and really, in my opinion, who's watched every minute of them play, they never lost a game because of Daniel Jones. Um, I think it's strange how we look at someone like Justin Fields and we go, He's gonna be great, even though he struggled and was really, you know, equally as bad early on in his career. And I think it comes back to being the fault of the organization. Um, and, you know, Dale Jones had a thousand more passing yards than Justin Fields did. And they're obviously, you know, similar rushing stats. Um, but I just feel like the Giants did everything they can to now improve. Daniel Jones, because you're keeping Kafka, which you guys talked about, which is huge. It's the first time in his career he's actually going into back-to-back seasons with the same staff. And then just look at the other in the roster. You have a premier left tackle, Andrew Thomas. You add a guy, uh, Schmitz, who's a first-round graded center. They need that desperately, the interior line. You go and get Darren Waller. You go and sign Paris Campbell. You go and get um, the running back Gray they picked up in the draft, too, who, who could spell Saquon when he comes back. You're going to get back a healthy Wondell Robinson he took last year for the slot. You're going to get back a veteran Sterling Shepard who loves this team. If he stays healthy, great. Like You, you, you have Jalen Hyatt, who they drafted, who had a 1st year on grade as well, somehow got him in the third. One of the most dominant receivers in the SEC, had a fantastic season with Tennessee. So they're putting pieces around him, and it just shows you what a competent coaching step and a competent uh, front office can do. And I just think if the Giants want to play e, a game last year, they're only better suited to be better this year. And I, again, Dale Jones has done everything asked of him and he improved when he had to, he's constantly working out. Um, I, I, just, I only see him improving in his career. I don't see him being any worse. He's not going to regress oh, yeah. and I think call he'll go
0: on and tell him about it. I it's not just him. Mean, it's
1: not just him. I think it's everyone. I just, I just think that people just have this weird thing where if he gets made fun of on Twitter, because how they were years ago, it's like, oh, this guy actually can't get better. And it's not, that's not the case. We've seen plenty of examples of quarterbacks improving as time goes on, especially recently in the NFL. So, uh, I, I think the giants are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I'm very, very, very happy with this roster. Well, that
0: brings me back. To the Geno Smith thing, and I i think that's the team that people are not acknowledging enough in my book in the NFC as a team that's a factor. Um, come playoff time. Uh, great conversation. Appreciate Matt Verter. i'm taking the time to have it. And like I say, we'll have the AFC side of the equation covered for you next Tuesday. In the meantime, spaghetti have a great time in Hawaii. And make sure if you're looking for best plays, of course, the against all odds guys. Have you covered a lemon pepper parlay where the NBA is concerned? And of course, extra points with cousin Sal. We'll, uh, we'll break it all down for you. Megan fun of sports. And if, uh, if uh, soccer's your thing covered in glory is the way to go there on the other side of the sports weekend. We'll be back to talk some AFC football until then. Thanks so much sports fans. Been a thin slice of heaven.